What's up, winners? I'm Sylvia Chagla, and over a decade or even longer, I have been obsessed with everything around people, around how to develop, how to turn ideas into reality, and this is all based on change and transformation, especially in this digital world. I have been learning, studying, and applying. I was one of the youngest HR consultants for an executive and was leading change projects within the biggest telecommunication merger in Europe. And I am today combining and blending Eastern and Western knowledge in order to help you to change the way the world works so we can all have more efficiency, productivity and engagement and actually transform and change successfully. I have been doing this for ages and ages by myself from almost homeless into a successful corporate high flyer and today an excited and passionate entrepreneur supporting leaders and entrepreneurs like you within startups, SMEs and Fortune 500 companies to create and make the difference they actually crave for. So don't expect any conventional HR and kind of those topics around this, but of course everything what is combined from Speed Smart and Book Smart and many, many other things here on this podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. I am excited to go with you on this journey and win X today. I am so, so grateful to have you here today, Don. Thank you so, so much for being our guest, for sharing your precious time with us. And before we will dive in into this amazing, amazing topic, I would invite you to share shortly and briefly a few words about you, Don, where you're from, what you're doing, and then we will dive into the topic and share this magic with the audience. Okay, wonderful. Thank you for having me, Sylvia. It's a pleasure to be here with you and with all of your community. A little introduction about myself. I consider myself to be a global citizen, adventurer, and thinker. I was born and raised in Canada, and I've relocated to Hong Kong for 13 years. So you could divide my life pretty much into, into three stages. Half of my Canadian life was in Western Canada. The second half was in Eastern Canada, border in America. So that's like a whole nother culture universe over there. And now here I am in Hong Kong. Yes, I, I work as a English teacher, for lack of a better term, but I teach mind mapping. Mind mapping is my main vehicle or tool to uh, work with my clients. And I teach globally, not just here in Hong Kong. And my clients range in age really from four to grandparents. I don't even know how old some of my clients are. <laughs> Thank you so, so much for sharing and for introducing yourself. So you're a global citizen and adventurer. The same here. We just briefly uh, talked with each other before we started this interview. Uh, so I highly resonate with that. And I was in Hong Kong last year, by the way. Oh, okay. Amazing city. Beautiful. Yeah, I was traveling around China. 
and then ended up at some point in Hong Kong. So it was absolutely amazing to see the culture, to see the city. I love it. So you've been there for 13 years right now and sharing your time and your knowledge with people globally from there. And the place is kind of global, as far as I could tell. I haven't been there for a long time, but it seemed very global. So I'm super excited to talk here today with you about how to transform your mind with mind mapping. And I came across this topic last year for the first time, and I'm super excited to share this here today with the audience, because this can literally transform our mind. So before we will dive into how and what, etc., would you mind to share with people what is mind mapping? Okay, great. Yes, mind mapping is so many different levels to think about it, to explain it. But I believe most of the world should be familiar with mind mapping as a thinking tool or an organizational tool for creativity, for brainstorming, solution finding or problem solving, as you may. We use it for writing, note taking, study, memorization. It's a tool we use, um, really, you could look at it in, in three realms, in our personal life in our student life and in our professional life. And, and how did you start with mind mapping in itself? Because this topic is so, like you said, multidimensional. I think this mm. is maybe the right word. I yeah. believe this, if everybody would be able to apply this in a very easy way with a pen and a paper or a pad and start to write this, this can literally, and I will talk about neurothinking just in a second, but how did you come across this topic? Okay, this is a beautiful story. So uh, my first experience with Hong Kong came in 97 and I just fell in love with the city and I wanted to move here. And 10 years later, I realized that dream. I came ahead of my family at the time. Like most people, I wear many hats. One of them is father of four amazing children. And I came ahead of my family and having all that extra time of not having four kids around you, I would spent a lot of time in the bookstore. And one day I found myself, um, Hong Kong's a big city, like we're seven and a half million people. And I was in a district, um, Kowloon Bay, and I was in the bookstore, uh, Commercial Press, and I found this book, the Mind Map book. And I was like, oh, what is that? That seems interesting. And so I opened up the book and I started flipping through it. And I, up to this point in my life, I'd never ever heard of a mind map or seen one. And there were all these amazing pictures of mind maps inside the book. And it really intrigued my curiosity. And I started to read the book. I read a mind map and it made sense. Like a mind map is just keywords. There's no paragraphs or sentences or anything like that. And the interesting thing was my mind was filling in the blanks between the keywords according to my own personal knowledge, not necessarily the knowledge of the creator of that particular mind map, but it made sense to me. And I read half the book and I came back and I, I bought it like two or three days later, but I started applying mind mapping into my life right at that moment. Cause it, it just resonated with me. It touched me so deeply. And it's been a progressive journey um, since that day back in June of 2007. So you have, have a long, long journey, almost 13 years with mind mapping. 
And what you also share is neural thinking. Would you mind to share with us a little bit about that? Because the two of us, we met while I was attending the neural leadership coaching certification. And this is where you shared and talked about neural thinking as well. So how can we maybe combine those two things before we will dive into the topic, how we can do it? But what would you say is neural thinking and how can neural thinking help people, maybe especially right now where we almost on a daily basis switch into survival strategy modes due to lots and lots of events? Right. Okay. This is a great question. And let's see how, how we can dissect this. Neural thinking is you know, it's thinking with your brain, right? And it seems obvious, but when we understand how our mind works, when we understand that we have a conscious and a subconscious mind, and our brain is a very intelligent machine, it's always looking to conserve energy. So in our life, we develop a lot of habits and automatic behaviors or reactions. And this is our subconscious mind. We operate on average, 95% of our day is from our subconscious mind. So with neuro thinking, it's about becoming conscious of yourself, of your behavior, of your mind, of your brain, and working with it. I have a, a saying that I love to say, be kind to your mind right? Work with your mind, work with your brain, the way that it was designed. And where it starts is hard to say. It's a different, the beginning is in a different place for everybody, but we're kind of all on the same journey and it all does lead back to our mind and to our brain. So near thinking is all about using our brain more effectively and the way that it was designed and so that we are conscious conscious creatures and not just on autopilot all the time i love it so meaning that neural thinking is based on becoming more and more aware and conscious of the 95 percent so we can start to use the five percent of the consciousness to also kind of create the subconscious Yes, I think that's, you know, there's a conflict that always comes. We may have positive thinking or ideals that we want to realize, but we have a subconscious programming that is getting in the way of it. And sometimes we recognize that as uh, self-sabotage. So when we become more conscious, more aware of who we are and our behaviors, how we respond in, in various situations, then we can begin to, through the beauty of neuroplasticity, we can begin to create new pathways inside our mind where we can choose which pathways we want to walk down. If a pathway is not serving us, we can now begin to lay that to rest, create new pathways, generate new behaviors and habits that will be more beneficial for ourselves and the people in our lives. Mm -hmm. And how could we transfer this into maybe, let's say, when people find themselves being triggered on a daily basis due to news, due to basically this current global movement after the global pandemic. So we are going through, I would say, kind of like a revolution. And for some people, this is, oh, I want to be part of 
Some people maybe are still kind of digesting what is happening. I'm one of them, by the way. I'm still kind of trying to figure out where am I, what can I contribute, and how can I start to adjust myself within this kind of, again, a new situation. So I have been 12 weeks completely by myself, isolated during this pandemic. So I have been going through lots of lots of changes by myself. And people who are maybe now listening and thinking, okay, gotcha, I can uh, change my neural pathways within my brain. There is something called neuroplasticity. We can literally change our software in our brain. I call it the software. You can mm -hmm. run updates and this is even like the world is now running my updates and I have to choose which kind of update I want to run and not run. <laughs> this is how I look at it. So how would you say, how can someone right now uh, start to create new neural pathways, especially when times are tough? Yeah, there is, well, there's a lot of work to do and um, to get to that. So as you mentioned, the, the current global situation is kind of shaky, right? It, it's outside of the realm of many of our understandings. And so the first thing I, I really highly suggest is we need to tune out from the news and we need to stop putting this program into our mind of fear and something actually I was sharing this with a friend earlier the, probably the most beautiful way of getting out of the survival mode and getting into a higher thinking mode is gratitude gratitude rewires our brain and it does so very quickly right so first if we have an awareness of our feelings, of our emotions, and then understand that the media may be feeding our fears and our emotions in, in a negative way. So we can tune out of that. And then we can start practicing gratitude. And gratitude is, is one of the most beautiful gifts that we can practice in our life. I just, I have to give a shout out to my dear friend, Kim Angeli of Grateful Box. She became an accountability partner for me uh, several years ago, and she introduced gratitude to me. And in, in these ensuing two years of practicing gratitude, you know, I've been able to gain a deeper appreciation and understanding of, of life in general. It's, it's really an easy thing to do. It's just find three to 10 things each day that you appreciate, that you're thankful for. And, you know, I mean, we all have interesting lives and unique circumstances and challenges, but there's always something in our lives that we can show an appreciation or a gratitude for. Now, what happens when we start practicing gratitude is we, we are changing our perspective mm -hmm. of the world, right? So instead of being scared, worried, angry, upset about things, find something that is good and that shifts our mind. And when we begin doing this on a regular basis, it shifts our focus and it shifts our behavior right? And it, one of the beautiful things about it is it helps to develop mental resiliency. 
and mental resiliency or mental strength is something that we can all benefit from in trying times. Thank you so much for sharing. I love it. The mental resilience is right now, I believe, what is helping. Just for example, the situation, it's the smallest thing, right? My Wi-Fi didn't work. I'm in a new place, so I had to find a solution. I had to restart, reset, etc. A few years ago, this would be a stressful situation for me. Right now, it's something what I know it's not the end of the world. You know, I do my best, so it's actually out of my control. So I focus on what I can do, and this is what you've just said, focus on. You create this unconscious focus on the things that are serving you in any given moment rather than are kind of bringing you into more fear, into more stress, into more anxiety, etc. Thank you so much for sharing that. I love it. And I hope that the practice of gratitude will become something normal, even at school for young kids, to be honest. I do it on a daily basis. Um, mm -hmm. in order to make sure that in this journey of traveling, like you said, a global citizen, you feel I'm a deep empath with many people. When I see things, it touches me most of the time deeply. So I have to be sure that I always keep in mind what I focus on. And this leads me to the next topic, and this is about mind mapping. I'm not sure what I'm allowed to ask or what I'm, what you would like to share with us about this transformation of our mind with mind mapping. I have to admit, I think this is something what we have to apply and try and do more often, especially when we try. I'm not sure it, would you like to share with us for beginners or for someone who is just wondering, we can solve problems with it. We can become more creative or go through a creative process with mind mapping, or we can also start to learn whatever we want to learn. Is this the right summary? Um, yes, yes. It's very uh, a very good summary. Um, so your question is, you would like me to expand on how to get beginners into mind mapping? Is that correct? Yes. How can we get started? So first of all, we know what mind mapping is, then how we can really, um, how can we start to do it? I have even a pen and a paper here with me, <laughs> just in case we're going to go into practice. Um, so how can someone get started with mind mapping? You've came across it, you teach, you have even one of it uh, in the background. Uh, so for everybody who is just listening to the podcast, check out the YouTube video. Um, Don has a mind map in the background. So would you mind to share with us how to actually mind map? Now, there you go. <laughs> I love it. Okay, good. I'll, t I'll take my focus off, off of myself. This is a mind map of creativity from a lesson that I got to enjoy in neuroscience. And it is, um, it's just simple note taking and it's about ways to be creative. So when we look at this mind map, we can see the beginning is in the center. And this is really the key. And it's also the largest thing that you see. Right, so I don't know if you can see the words, but creativity is written in the rainbow yes. tree. Yes, so that's, that's the topic. And then there are branches coming off and you'll notice that each branch has its own color. Mm -hmm. And um, so we have power, cities, potential, vision, daydream, channel, sleep, novelty, exercise, mental, 
process and potential. I love it. Yeah. And so if you look at your mind map and think of it as a book, right? A book has, has a title, right? And this is the beginning. This is the center. This is your main topic or your main theme. Each branch coming off could be a chapter inside of the book. And then you will just attach. So you can consider the first word of each branch as the chapter title. Uh, we call them boys or basic ordering ideas. And then the important or relevant information will follow after that. Ah, so just for everybody who is right now listening, so you have just basically a paper and a pen in front of you, and in the middle you just make sure that you have kind of like a circle of the topic what you want to mind map on, right? Yes. And this would be kind of like an imagination as your own book, your life book, your professional book, whatever kind of book, or maybe even a project. And then you have the branches coming out of it, and this would be each chapter what you want to look at. Yes. And then you have the words that kind of are coming up. So, and how is this the process functioning? So you just write, do you ask yourself any kind of questions? Now, that really depends on the purpose of your mind map, mm -hmm. right? So, because we have so many different uses for it. Um, as far as I understand, like, you know, many people's initial understanding of a mind map is a brainstorming tool, mm -hmm. right? So if there is, if you wanted to make a mind map about apples, for example, you could start with an apple or an apple tree. And then you just, what are all the associations that you make with apple, right? Apple pie, uh, applesauce, um, crab apples, orchards, um, nutrition, an apple a day keeps the doctor away, etc, etc. <laughs> and so each, each idea or association that comes with the mind map, you would come with the topic you would put onto your mind map. And each branch will have its own color and that, yes. So you use for every branch a different color. That's correct. Yes. And, and this is to, I mean, I mean, there's multiple purposes for it. It benefits your memory. It helps with the organization of the information and the ideas. Right. And uh, there was a, a, thir a third one, but it's okay. Maybe come back later. Um, so that, that is very important to separate the color. Oh, and the third thing is the color engages your right brain. Right? We start mm. stimulating our right brain neurons and the imagery uh, does that as well. So quite often when we start with um, writing or, or problem solving or something, we have no idea and we're staring at a blank piece of paper and nothing usually gives us nothing, right? But we always have a topic and we can, so we start with that image in, in the center and that starts activating our neurons, starts our starts us looking, our brain starts looking for associations and connections to that topic. 
Ah, so this is basically the key when we start to brainstorm, for example, about an idea. So let's say we are facing a problem right now in, in our business or maybe in our private life. So how would you suggest someone could start with this topic and apply or transfer it into mind mapping? So, well, again, if we look at the mind map as a brainstorming tool, we can um, put the problem in the center of the page and wrap it in an image. And then we can start thinking about the problem and the solutions. We start thinking about, we, we put down the information that we know related to the problem. And then we can just keep expanding from that. So we want to capture whatever ideas come to our mind, right? It's really important to kind of be non-judgmental and just capture whatever comes out. And when we do that, then our brain is, is encouraged and it will give us more ideas. Mm -hmm. And this will help us to give us deeper understanding. Now, the thing with a mind map is it's very visual as opposed to traditional writing. And this can help us. And with the color separation, this can help us to focus on certain aspects. And it can also help us to see connections that we didn't see before uh, in, in terms of where the problem has come from or in possible solutions in, in solving the problem that mm -hmm. has come up. Thank you so much for sharing. And how do you apply? Because I now see the whole mind map behind you. I love the picture. I love the visualization and the colors as well. So basically, um, how do you apply it on for your life and how does it benefit you? Okay, so this, this has been a progressive journey. So we'll step back in time a little bit. I'll do a little time travel here. <laughs> when I started mind mapping, uh, it was on a personal level. And Tony Buzan, who's the inventor of mind mapping and is also my personal teacher, um, he... He's, he made a suggestion, you need to make 100 mind maps, right? And this is going to activate your brain. So I'm like, oh, 100 mind maps. I can do this, you know? And, and so I started thinking about what can I mind map every day? Make at least one mind map a day. That would kind of get my brain activated in three months. And at this time, my memory wasn't as strong as I wanted it to be. And so I could easily forget where I put things or where's my phone, where's my keys, um, what did I have, have for lunch yesterday or breakfast this morning or what are all the things that I need to do and manage and take care of, what are all my tasks and responsibilities and, th and things like this. So this promise was kind of appealing to me. So in the beginning, I just applied it on a simple level. Anything that could become a, that was a list became a mind map. So uh, grocery lists and to-do lists became mind maps. I could mind map things in my life that, that I had interest in. So whether it was animals or the environment, my children, these kind of things. Even my home, my, uh, our home is a beautiful example. Maybe if we get time, we'll, we'll take five minutes to look at, at this for an example for a mind map. And so I, I started just on a very personal scale, not very deep or heavy. And then it started to come into my work life. 
my training is computer scientist. Uh, you know, that's my educational background. I moved to Hong Kong and became a teacher, but not, you know, professionally trained as a teacher. And so there was, you know, a whole new dynamic that took place in my life. And, and to understand things, I would begin to use a mind map to map out the processes or the concepts or the theories that would need to be explained. And it would keep expanding from there. I, I, you know, I always learn and take training. So I would start taking notes with mind maps. I would start, when I'd go to meetings, instead of writing a list, then I would make a mind map of the points that people were sharing or what was important, what wasn't important. I wouldn't capture everything, just what caught my attention. And then it would progress on in the classroom where I would use my maps to explain some concepts to the children and they'd get it. They understood. It made sense to them. And, and those points seemed to stick well with them, uh, especially come examination time. And so it just kept progressing where I would use my maps more and more. So that's a funny thing about a mind map is when you start using it, you start seeing more uses for it and you start getting comfortable with it and you start doing it. So my suggestion really is while we can, if we have a problem, you know, we can try to break it down and analyze it through a mind map is okay, it's no problem. But really what we want to do is that daily practice where we get comfortable with making the mind map, with drawing the branches, with just using the keywords, right? So. In the beginning, one of my biggest challenges was finding keywords, right? Um, you know, our educational system trains us to write and write and write, you know, <laughs> explain things, everything in long form. And, and to go into all that long form and pull out what was important was, was challenging and, and, and it's a process. So we don't wanna take on too much we just want to, you know, progressively work our way up. Beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing. And you've just mentioned an example about the mind map, an example of what you would like to share for the mind mapping. Yeah, we could do like, um, we could either do like a simple gratitude or we could do our home, for example. A home is, a, is, is also a nice example for making a mind map. Um, do you have a preference for either one or something else? A gratitude. <laughs> gratitude. Okay, beautiful, beautiful. Okay. I, I think that would be my preference. I hope for the listeners and the audience as well. Yes, yes, likewise. Okay, so I'm just going to um, open a program here and make sure I have share screen powers. Oh, can you enable share screen sharing for me, Sylvia? Yes, I just, let me see, let me check. Wait a second. All right, sorry about this. Okay, let's see if I can. Okay, great, there it is now. Okay, wonderful. All right, let me just uh, adjust myself here a little bit. That looks amazing. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Now, um, about mind mapping, um, I, even though I'm a computer scientist by training and somewhat proficient in software, I 
almost never ever use software for mind mapping. I always do my work by hand. Mm -hmm. And the reason for that is, well, it feels natural and comfortable, but there's the um, neuromuscular connection. So basically when we write or draw uh, by hand, we are making a mind-body connection with the information and this develops a deeper learning mm -hmm. uh, and understanding of, of the material that we are writing out by hand. So I will never teach the, how to use the software for that. If people wish to do that, they may. But you recommend to do it just with handwriting? Yes, I highly rec recommend it. And it, it's fun, it's, it's enjoyable, it's relaxing. Another thing I do with all of my students and clients as well is we always date and sign our work so and, and keep our work so we can go back in time and see our growth and see our progress, right? There's, there's a concept with mind mapping. It's, it's whole brain. We're using our whole brain when we mind map, right? It is radiant thinking. So like the sun is you know, shines out in every direction, uh, limitlessly. Uh, so can our mind when we think radiantly. Um, unfortunately, school, we're trained to become linear thinkers. Mm -hmm. And this really restricts our, our, our growth. Okay. So do you have a favorite color, Sylvia? Um, probably bluish, turquoise, something like that. Okay. That's a little bit turquoise. Turquoise. There's a Perfect. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Okay. So um, our topic is gratitude. So for everybody who's just listening to the podcast, we have here a white screen and Dom is just writing in the middle of the screen, gratitude. Good. And I'll just, I'm just going to put it inside a cloud. And are you following along, Sylvia? Yes. Okay, great. All right. And I'll just, we can give it a bit of color. Now, uh, drawing on screen is not the same as drawing on paper. My work is much messier on the computer screen, but I think that's okay because it's kind of a representation of our thinking. Our thinking is messy when it starts and and becomes progressively more beautiful as we get along, as we acquire more understanding or insight. Yes, and it doesn't have to be perfect as well. Yeah, and yes, let's be progressionists, not perfectionists. Okay, and maybe we can, um, you know, normally like if I do gratitude with clients, like if there's like four of us or five of us working together, we'll just pick five colors for five people and the contributions of each person would be in their in their color. But as there's only two of us, I'll probably just rain, rainbow through the colors. Mm -hmm. And is there something that you would like to start our, our sharing with for gratitude? Something you're grateful for today, Sylvia? Yes, the flowers. Oh, beautiful. I just got a, this morning a surprise with a small flower. This is so 
it just made my day <laughs> on my cup. <laughs> okay. So we'll draw the branch approximately the length of the word that we want. Mm -hmm. We can write the word on top. And I always just draw the first, the first line uh, to make sure that I have enough length for it. And then I'll, I will go in and then I'll just color that in. We'll just go quickly here. If you like, So Don is just drawing a flower. <laughs> That's nice. Yes. And you can just give that a little bit of color if you, if you so choose. And so that's the beauty of mind maps is we can use imagery, we can use words, we can combine them together. There is really no restriction on that. Um, mm -hmm. You know, so this is one of the beautiful things about mind maps is it's very inclusive. It doesn't matter if you're a right brainer or a left brainer, if you're a visual learner or an audio or kinesthetic learner, mm -hmm. you, you get to express according to your strengths. And the beauty is you get to strengthen um, that, that which is weak within you. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you, sh you shared flowers. Okay. Um, I'm going to share what am I grateful for today? It's so many things. Um, I'm going to say it is the view from my office. And um, oh, I was. I color. Sorry, go ahead. Um, I was just on a creative writing workshop. So could you say this is creative drawing? Um, kind of like drawing and writing, maybe? Um, yes, sure. It's, it's, I mean, we are, we are creating something, right? So of, of course. In a creative way. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's the only way to create something is in a creative way. <laughs> Wouldn't you say? <laughs> yes, that's right. That's a good point as well. So is, is there another way to create something rather than creative? Well, may, maybe some uh, some extra sheets or something like that just popped up in my mind that that might be not the most creative thing, but maybe for the creator it is creative. So it's just my my perspective and my view on um, Excel spreadsheets. Yeah, it's um. But I I agree with you. It's uh, whatever we create needs some creativity in it. So yeah, it's, I mean, it's June and we're covering creativity, right? And so um, in, in our discussion about creativity, really there, there are three points about, about creativity. You know, there's the standard interpretation of creativity, which is the expression of feelings or emotions 
through various forms of media, such as uh, dance, music, um, movies, etc. Um, the next level of creativity is, um, or the highest level of creativity is really problem solving, right? Solution finding. We need, we, you know, there's, we learn how to solve a certain amount of problems when we're in school, but when we enter into life, there's quite often, there's no workbook for us to solve problems and we need to be able to be creative in analyzing them and in coming up with solutions. So mm -hmm. um, creativity is, is so much more than just the beauty of beautiful buildings or a beautiful movie. Um, yes, it, it's something we use all the time. Okay, so I'm grateful for the view from my office. Um, I have two offices, so I'm blessed to join you from home. Okay, and then I want to expand a little bit from, from this just to, you know, I, I wouldn't say all this maybe on a normal gratitude mind map, but I just want to show that the mind map enables us to keep growing and going out. Okay, so the office from my home, the um, skyline, the sky, sky, sorry, the skyline is beautiful. And which skyline, of course, is Hong Kong. And this is my creative station. So I'm just going to put CS for short. And I can see a lot of beautiful things uh, from, so I have the skyline of Hong Kong and I have mountains, I have birds, I have towers, I have the canal. Uh, it's just so many things that I can see, right? So, okay, I'll just give this a little color. And uh, is there something else you'd like to share about your gratitude today? What is Sylvia, what else is Sylvia grateful for? traveling again <laughs> traveling okay good good and and i'll put that down and i just want to invite uh if we have any guests on that would like to share their 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 gratitudes with us and sylvia can just let me know what it is and we would like love to include your your gratitudes in our mini gratitude mind map here David, greetings from Lebanon. Sending much love to Lebanon as well. If you would like to share any kind of gratitude with us, you're more than welcome. Okay, now would you like, I, I know you did share a little bit more earlier, but is there any, anything you would like to expand about your travel that you're grateful yeah. for? Yes, traveling to a friend, so quality time and quality time with myself on a train. So quality time to the max. It looks beautiful. So we have now here turquoise, we have red, we have orange, we have green. And this is how you change for each and every single branch. You just change the color. 
Yes, that's right. Um, and I tend to work, I, I mean, it's just a preference. I, I tend to work with a rainbow uh, in terms of my colors, um, but it really doesn't matter different, just as long as we remember to change colors between each branch. So, because when you get in, you know, when you get into more in, uh, complex mind mapping, you, you do want to have your, you know, each, each idea or concept to have its own identity. And that's really what the color is. Uh, so it's easier for your brain or for your mind to grab it. Um, yeah. It's cool. Um, David uh, shared that he's grateful for social interaction this morning. Okay, wonderful. Okay. So the long words, we're going to just have some kind of um, letters that will represent it. So you don't write in the mind mapping any kind of, for example, social interaction or any kind of long things that are blowing maybe probably the whole mind mapping up. We can actually. It, it's just... Um, I have to be careful when I use short form because <laughs> sometimes when I go back and I look at my mind map, I'm like, oh no, what was that acronym for? And I have to think <laughs> about it. So I'll have a habit and I'll make, but I don't want, like you said, I don't want to have like too wordy. So if I start to have too many acronyms, then I will make a legend at the bottom of my mind map. Um, so that information is, is there. Okay, so David said he was grateful for social interaction this morning. Thank you so and much for sharing, David. And we can just make a note that this is David. And again, just, you know, um, you know, we're kind of just two birds in, with one stone here. David is visiting, is joining us from Lebanon. I think I got that spelled correctly, okay. Yes, you did. Um, was there anybody else that wanted to share? No. Okay. Um, all right, I, I'd, like, I'd, I'd like to share maybe one more thing that I'm grateful for. And that is going to be my teachers. Um, now, I guess all of my teachers have had their role, but there's some teachers that really stand out in my life that are very, that are invaluable and very important to my personal growth and progress. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to give a shout out to my teachers on here. And let me see. Okay, so I'm going to put on here Shantae because she's my, my brain mentor. I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to put Tony Buzan uh, because he taught me mind mapping. I don't want to put too many teachers. I'm going to mention Elaine. And she was, um, by trade, she's an artist. But when I got to know her, she was my history teacher. And she enlightened me to a higher level of understanding, which was just beautiful. And um, 
I guess the primary tool that she used was um, The Grapes of Wrath by John Steinbeck. Mm. And, and this just opened up, um, I guess, opened up the can of worms about um, inequality, perhaps we could say. It's, it's kind of hard to summarize summarize that but it was an interesting historical piece of um, America and the birth the birthing of unions and so on and so forth yeah so I'm going to give her a shout out on here thank you so much for sharing so basically for everybody who is just listening maybe not watching we have in the middle the main word and then we create the branches with each and every single color for every branch, a different color and keep it not too wordy, but of course, so that you can recognize what it is. And maybe just uh, because with the, at the kind of like almost the end of our interview, Don, would you mind to share because we are talking about the transformation of our mind, right? So yeah. how would you say is the transformation what someone might be thinking about now, starting with mind mapping, maybe they are hesitant. So what could you share about the transformation um, about the mind once we start to use mind mapping? Okay, good, good, good question. Um, well, our Every, you know, our mind, if we think of our mind as a muscle, it needs exercise. And we have, our minds have too little exercise. We're constantly being bombarded with messages and information telling us what to think, what to feel, what to believe, right? And so with mind mapping, we need to reflect on the information around us that we're going to put into the mind map, right? So it just the act, the, the very process of making a mind map engages us in thinking. And the beauty of a mind map is that, as I mentioned earlier, it is a holistic learning tool or thinking tool where we're engaging both our left and our right brain. And each, each, each hemisphere or cortex is very important in our life. Um, but most of our training is left hemisphere thinking and not right hemisphere thinking. And we want to have a balance, a synchronicity. So we have a corpus callosum, which is a bridge between our left and our right brains. And that bridge is there for a reason, for the information to pass and to connect, mm -hmm. right? So as we make a mind map, we engage our whole brain. Our whole brain is thinking. We are creating pathways and neural networks inside of our mind. And we can consciously choose to create those pathways. We don't have to leave our mind to society to program for us. We can start to program it ourselves and, and put good things in, inside to our mind. Um, so as we work with the mind map, we engage the whole mind, we begin to become conscious of, of what is within our minds, and we can change, add, or delete anything, 
programs, as you said earlier, as, as we like. Um, an interesting point, final note, I guess, is that when we learn something new, we create a new neural network inside of our mind. If we don't review that information within 48 hours, that network is gone. It, 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 it's shrunk to the point of almost nothingness, right? So we want to have a habit of revising things that make sense, that are important, that are valuable to us. And we can use, use mind maps to help us with that. So when we mind map by hand, we have that neuromuscular connection between our mind and our body, which facilitates our memory of whatever we want to put inside of our mind. So the transformation is, it's a big transformation. Like first it affects our memory, our thinking, our learning, our understanding. And as all of these things develop within ourselves, then comes um, larger or bigger or higher transformations, which we would have to consider maybe at a spiritual level. That's beautiful. I'm a yoga teacher as well, by the way. <laughs> Went to India and had a six months uh, yoga teacher and therapist training there. Thank you so much for sharing, Don. I absolutely love it. It's a holistic tool. What you can do literally anywhere. And the only thing what you need for is a pen and a paper. If you don't have colors, I guess you can do it without any colors and just uh, go with the flow uh, and kind of skip any kind of perfectionism. What I said, this is something what is maybe holding us back on trying new things out, right? When we want to do something, we might tend to do things perfect. This, I think this tool is something what is, because it is kind of fueling our creativity, also allowing us to do it the way how it feels good. So you just were drawing a flower in it. So I guess there is no right or wrong in this process, but there are certain cornerstones that are recommended to apply in order to make it a transformation tool for your mind. Yes, beautifully said. Sorry, <laughs> you stopped me. I didn't, I didn't know how to respond. No, it was beautiful, um, the summation, yes. Cool. So thank you so, so much for sharing, Don. And before we will say goodbye, first of all, amazing tool. I love it. I will do it on a train and share a picture with you. <laughs> Wonderful. I look forward to it. And thank you so, so much for sharing your knowledge and your wisdom with us. And before we will, because we are talking here with entrepreneurs, with business leaders, with people who uh, most of the time are doing their best to make this world a better place. Mm -hmm. And uh, coming and closing this interview with the question, what do you think was your biggest win? Because this group is the win X today. I believe that with every single day, you can win it in one or another way, even if this means just to shift your thought and start to think and be create this inner freedom of you. But what do you think was your biggest win within your entrepreneurial journey uh, so far? Oh, my biggest win. That is the toughest question of the day, Sylvia. <laughs> <laughs> it can't be anything, whatever pops up in your mind. I, I believe, 
I, I'm going to have to uh, go back to OptiMind. Uh, when I joined OptiMind, it was as student and trainer. So uh, Shante is a neuroscientist and a mind mapper as well. And that was how we originally connected. And I'll just quickly um, change my screen here. And this, this mind map is of her master, that I made of her master class. And so we connected this way and she invited me to be her student and her train and mind map trainer as well for the course. And, and that was really my biggest win because up, up to that point, my work was, you know, uh, with, within Hong Kong and you know, there's a certain kind of mindset or thinking that it that goes with any um, community or culture. And so having the opportunity to work with um, other like-minded professionals who are here to bring about change and transformation in the world was a wonderful blessing and one of my biggest challenges ever. Um, because, you know, working with young people, their minds are still open, they're still flexible, they ha don't have, you know, a, a high level of programming. And when you work with people, you know, 30s, 40s, or even older, you know, they've, they're set in their ways, and it, it's more challenging. So that was probably my biggest win was getting to learn from, from these clients and being able to help, help transform them. Yes. Thank you so much for sharing. It's beautiful. I love it. And I can't wait to have Shanti here uh, as a guest as well. We are talking already about that. So I'm excited to talk with her um, about neuroscience in itself. She is a researcher and professor, I believe, uh, but uh, she is for sure a powerhouse when it comes to knowledge about neuroscience and how we can use our brain on such a high and beautiful level. What I hope that we, like you've just said about the left and the right brain, we are pretty programmed and how to start to take the power over the programming by ourselves, by first mm -hmm. recognizing what is in it as well, right? So this is a little bit of a, I believe a lifelong process um, and a lifelong learning process as well. So I love what you've shared that you're a teacher and a student at the same time as well because this is something what is hopefully um, available to all of us. So Don, thank you so, so much for being and coming here to you today from Hong Kong. Um, <laughs> I'm here at the end of the world currently in Germany. Um, so thank you so much for being here, our guest, for sharing your precious time and the knowledge. I can't wait to see and hear more from you and I will share the link. So I believe people can find you on Facebook, on Instagram, right? Yes, correct. Yes, I will share the links in the comments below so people can connect with you. Great. Thank you so much, Sylvia. It's wonderful to be here and to share uh, a little bit more about mind mapping and higher thinking. So thank you so, so much, Don. I wish you and everybody out there a beautiful day. Stay safe and healthy in these uh, challenging times. And we all do our best on a daily basis. So this is all what I think we are supposed to do, right? Yes. So thank you so, so much and talk to you soon. 
Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope this was insightful, informative or inspiring. I would love to hear your number one takeaway. Come on over to winx.today and share it in the comments below. You can also provide any kind of question around remote work solutions, business and leadership growth, as well as holistic HR topics. I look forward to providing A to your queue. Stay tuned winner and don't forget we can win X today.